right, everybody, welcome back to the show. We got a lot. I this is actually a solo podcast, JoJo. Yeah, we have a lot to talk about, and when I say that, I mean you have a lot to talk about. <laughs> we were just in here getting ready to do the ads. The ads, as you know, we have to do ads. Yeah, we do. We do ads because it allows us to tell the stories we want to tell. You don't want to make us put a Patreon up, do you? No, we don't want you to pay for the Fuck content. Fuck that. Sorry. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by... PrecisionProGolf.com. Love Precision Pro. Check them out. Best rangefinders in the game. And uh, go over there to get you a discount. Use the code... Eric with and, a K. And with, <laughs> come on, guys. Come on. I know you don't... You're just listening. It's E-R-I-K. I'll respond to E-R-I-C, though. I can hear it when people say it. Hey, Eric. Yeah, it's shorter. Which one? Which one's with a C and which one's with a K? Go ahead. Hey, Eric. Hey, Eric. Uh, the first one, obviously. C, right? Yeah. Yeah, the K. is just It just sits different, you know? It's just a little bit of a harder letter. Um, guy. Also, shout out to Tacoma Irons for giving me a draw on my iron swing. Dude, you, have you much. been playing them, right? Well, I'm just in the simulators where I grind. Which ones are you playing with? I you play, have a set. Why don't you take them? I don't have a set. What are you talking about? There's a set around here that's got your name on it. Are you saying that or are you saying that? I'm saying that. <laughs> are you saying that with a C or with a K? <laughs> I'm saying it with a K, dude. All right. Well, uh, we're going to end this early so I can go do some unbox therapy. Yeah, because I got my new set. I got the blades, yeah, the you got 301s. The, you, got the, you got the MB, the blades. I almost had a hole in one. Did you see the... You saw. You were there. I was, what do you mean? I was there. You weren't on the green, but you were on the Man, team. if you're listening right now, we have so much to talk about, but yeah. it's not the point of this podcast. Cabo, Eric almost... I, I lipped out for an ace. Eric Cabo, I went to Cuba, Eric went to Seattle... It's been a really long, hectic month. Yeah, I tell you what, we're gonna push this pod out. We're gonna, I'll see you at the ad break. Look, I recorded this like two weeks ago. I think I was, I don't know. It was a very personal podcast. It's, it's a really good podcast. It's if you, if in the past you've listened for a long time and you've heard Eric's "Why I Hate Golf" or even some of the other more personal stories, and if you're a fan of Deer Golf, listen to this one. And I think it's perfect for the new year. What did you title it? What did I title it? I titled it. Um, is player B the new player A and other New Year's resolutions? Yeah, it's all about player B, guys. Um, and it's all about About Time, the movie. Have you seen it? Man. JoJo, watch the fucking movie, No, of man. course I've seen it. Oh, okay, good. I've seen it enough times Check that it. I'm starting to worry. I've been going back in time and I'm watching gonna, it over and over I'm going to watch again. it tonight. Have I seen About Time? Hey, here's a trivia question for you. How many movies has um, Rachel McAdams been in that involve time travel? And has she time traveled ever in a movie? Uh, four and once. Okay, that's a terrific no guess. It's very close. She's been in four, and she's never gotten to time travel. Oh, okay, yeah, she's almost. never gotten to. That's a really, that's a weird bit of. How do you get that? How news? how terrible? I've seen them all. All right, I gotta go to. I gotta. <laughs> I got I gotta, something. I gotta do some ad reads here. Yeah. We'll see you guys at the break. Thanks for listening as always, and welcome to Random Golf Club. If you're new, um, it's gonna be a great year, and we've got a lot coming out, namely membership. I'll get more into it in detail in another format, another later, another time. But membership is going to be the thing. It's going to be the club. It's going to be a club for everyone. Get it? Happy New Year. See ya. All right, folks. Welcome welcome back to the Eric Anders Lang Show. Happy to be here today. I'm in the room alone, uh, in the podcast room. But I'm not alone. We're here together. We're, we're, a, little, we're a little community here talking and listening. Um, I'm going to actually put my headphones on now that I'm alone. I want to make sure that we're getting the audio right. And we're back. Uh, yeah, very grateful to Precision Pro for obviously making this podcast possible. And thank you to Tacomo as well, maker of great irons, uh, designed in Finland, forged in Japan, assembled in China, and brought to your door 
for a very, very reasonable price. I think we're looking at about $600 for a full set of irons, and they got a bunch of great designs. So what I want to talk about today is this idea of player B. And, you know, I think a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of golf culture that's wrapped up in sort of this concept of player B. And if you're unfamiliar with who player B is uh, and you're listening, uh, you are player B. And what's interesting is player B sort of um, denotes this idea that after you hit a bad shot, like really bad, bad enough so that, you know, it's not even worth looking for. It's in the canyon. It's, it's gone into, you know, uh, Gunga Galunga's 10,000-foot crevice. Um, you uh, tee up another ball. Not I mean, probably there's a lateral right next to this 10,000 foot crevice that you've hit it into. But for the sheer reasons of kind of satisfaction, uh, your own desire to hit a good shot, you reach for the other ball. And maybe it's not in your pocket, <laughs> unless you're very familiar with player B, uh, it's in your pocket. And, and but it might you go back to the cart or to the bag and uh, and get the second ball, which you tee up. And more often than not, you hit a great shot, right? You hit a great drive. And that's player B. And, and this kind of idea of player B being all American, right? I mean, apologies if you're not in America, but, you know, if you're not in America, all, all American just means a great athlete. And so this idea of player B is really interesting to me because I was listening to a book by Alan Watts. Uh, and it was, it was, uh, it's called, um, wisdom. Uh, uh, hang on, let me actually pull it up. So, cause I want to get this right. Um, the book is called, uh, the wisdom of insecurity. And it was written in the fifties by a guy named Alan Watts. And, um, I don't know if you, if you, I posted this thing on Instagram, like last year, it was like a, it was like a floating fairway shot from this kind of Emerald city, uh, 14th fairway of the Emirates golf club in Dubai. And it's like this beautiful fairway. And then there's the downtown of Dubai in the skyline. It's very like magical and special. And, um, I posted that with this, t- this like spoken word from Alan Watts, how he talks about imagining <clears throat> your own lifetime, um, you know, taking place in a dream that lasts for the span of a minute kind of thing. And you, and you sort of, in one night you dream, you know, uh, hundreds of years of time. And, and, and then what if at some point on the, on this, on this timeline of dreaming, you know, as you're dreaming a lifetime, like you could dream the exact life that you're living now. And this idea sort of really pairs up for me with my own life. And obviously I'm a a quasi mystical dude. I don't really know anything, but I have a lot of questions. And I think sometimes that creates fewer answers and more questions. But um, that's kind of the idea of Random Golf Club, actually, at the end of the day, is, you know, we're a, we're a curious group of individuals that like to <laughs> hit a ball around a field for a little bit, and at the same time, um, engage in, in life's game. And uh, you never know who you're going to do that with, right? When we're born, there's no script, really, or that we know of, rather, um, of how, uh, you know, your, your own you know, a monopoly piece or, or, or chess piece will traverse the board, right? You're, you're subject to the random implications, the, the, the bumps and budges of life put you into situations that you don't know. You, it's impossible to know whether they're good or bad, these situations that we get into. And, um, 
that's really how Random Golf Club was founded. That's our that's our, that's our defining kind of principle is, is aim to look at these miss uh, alignments or, or missed targets as sort of the intentional place you're supposed to be. And and within that, you walk into it with consciousness. You walk into it with curiosity, you know. And and we use communication to share that experience with others. Um, you know, I mean, I could go in a lot of different directions kind of in this particular conversation. Um, but I think, you know, one of the things that is like coming out for me right now as we're talking about it is, and, and maybe if you haven't listened to other episodes of the podcast, you haven't heard me talk about my two kind of favorite, uh, like inspirational, um, you know, bookmarks for me. And actually we just had a, a young man join the team named Landon here. Uh, and, um, a new social media guy. So look, look out for more. This is actually gonna be posted on social. I'm really excited about that. So we're talking with Landon about the mission of Random Golf Club, right? To bring people together on the golf course and to uh, create a, a, a meaningful community of like-minded, right? Um, and, you know, we're talking about the vision of Random Golf Club, right? Like, you know, building a membership function where people around the world can join into a club where all are welcome, right? Like, like truly. And it's something that I've seen written in other places. You know, Austin, Texas, my home. Um, you know, all are welcome always. All welcome. Like, welcome in. Like, it's a very welcoming community. Um, much more than my former homes of, like, New York City and Los Angeles. Both welcoming places. But um, there's a highly competitive nature that I've found in those cultures that doesn't really exist in Austin. Austin's a wonderfully uh, group-minded um, uh, you know, uh, culture really. And what's interesting about that is that, you know, it's the way I play golf, actually. I, I don't mind a healthy competition. I love a game of wolf and I love a little scramble here and there. And I, and I love games and I, and I do love the challenge, but more than that, I actually love playing in our random golf club meetups, a 50 person scramble, all playing essentially the same ball, all scoring essentially the same score, all rooting for each other's good shot because their good shot is our good shot. Your good shot is my good shot. And that's why what we've created here at Random Golf Club is so unique. We talk about our meetups as like a moving cocktail party with a subtle purpose. And that's because when you show up on the first tee, you are as though you've come to a holiday party at a company that you've never worked at before. And oftentimes you're solo. And the idea of Random Golf Club is that you could and be and you would be encouraged and invited to show up solo because it is a mixer. It is a true orientation. And our meetups serve to create an opportunity that in the beginning, it's a little bit, uh, you know, awkward, honestly, right? Like, like not for me, I'm used to it. But when you come, when you come, like when it's your first time at a meetup, it's like, what is happening? What do I expect? How is this going to go? Who are these people? What is this like? And one of the main defining uh, shareable characteristics that every member of Random Golf Club has is this curiosity about what the world holds for us, what the golf course holds for us, what will happen between the first tee, peg in the ground, player A, and what will happen between the last putt on whatever is the final hole at that particular course or during that day or during that weather or during that sunlight. You might only make it to 15. You might put it up 19. Who knows? You might just keep playing. Lord knows I've played 13 holes on a nine-hole course many a time. And if you have a glow ball, you can even go longer. There were a time when I was early to golf, and I found that I, I didn't really like paying for uh, 
even the super twilight tea times were getting a lot because I was playing a lot. So I bought glow balls at Roger Dunn and I would show up to the golf course at 10 p.m. <laughs> in LA and I would and I would park over by the like fourth hole at Harding and I would kind of jump the fence and I would sneak on like as though I was like breaking into Fort Knox and I would rip out my glow ball, bang it on the tee and I would just play like five holes in the middle of the night with my glow ball. I got to just take a little segue here just to get like personal for a second. Um, we're talking about player B, we're talking about all this great stuff and I'm going to get back to the two things that I told Landon that are the defining bookmarks of how I live my life. But I just want to say for a moment, um, for those of you out there that are, you know, we're winding down the year, you know, and I sent an email to everybody in the random golf club community and I talked about like vulnerability and learning and, and people who can teach because I didn't really learn in school. In fact, if I learned anything in school, it was that I don't want to be there and I, and I don't really like being taught things that force-fed learning you learning demands like a desire and, and whatever you think of elon musk I'm, i i'm i think i'm kind of i used to be a fan and now i'm just like dude you gotta chill sounding a little crazy but he did come up with this idea of uh, instead of teaching someone how an engine works and uh, you would you would um show them a problem with the engine and give them the tools to fix it as a, as a young 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 like an adolescent child and sort of give them a problem and supply them with the tools, and that's how you learn. And so as an entrepreneur, as a filmmaker, as a world traveler, as a, as a, as a golfer, right? I, I learned that way. Oh, I'm bad at chipping. Let me see, like, how do I do this? Okay, now I'm ready for some advice. Okay, oh, that's how you do it. Oh, I got it. You hit down for it to go up. I got it. Oh, the driver swing is different than the iron swing. Oh, on your putting stroke, you take it back one and you forward two. Right, right, right. The game doesn't stop providing you with opportunities to learn. And perhaps that's why player B is so interesting. Because player B knows a little bit more than player A. I had never thought of it like that. But anyway, this year, this, this thing I wanted to share with you personally is I'm going through my camera roll to find references for uh, you know some of the wonderful products that we're planning to design, right? That we're designing for the next year and two. And I mean, I love I love style, I love clothing, and I and I love thrift stores, and I love finding, and um, I love I love it. I, lo I think I think clothing is a great opportunity to express ourselves um, in our worlds, right? And and you can you can wear you know. Uh, baggy jeans, you can wear tight running shorts, right? You can wear a tank top, you can wear a crew neck, you can wear a sweater. You can match it all together and, and you can express how you feel that moment, that day, and you can change. A lot of times I'll wear the same outfit in the, in the nighttime for dinner and then the next day I'll wear the same outfit up until the end of the day, like 6 p.m., and then I change and go to dinner. And so I sort of, I never realized I wear two outfits, one outfit over two days. Anyway, I was looking through my camera roll at all these references that I've taken over the years. And, and some of them are screenshots. Some of them are photographs of people that I saw in an airport that may or may not have known that I've photographed what they're wearing. Some of them are things I've seen in stores. Some of them are posters. Uh, a lot of them are golf signs, actually, like, you know, be warned, um, you know, golfers hitting from the right, all these interesting signs. And um, they're not organized. So I had to go through my camera roll. You know, it was tens of thousands of pictures. And so I got about three and a half years back so far. And it's taken me probably seven hours of just scrolling through. And not only did I come across a lot of people that I've met through the years and close friends and, you know, uh, lovers and just all sorts of um, things 
I was a bit sad to see this one. I think I took away one thing, which is that, um, you know, 2022 has been um, a tough year. It's been a lot of learning. And, and I don't know if you saw the email that I sent, but when I say tough year, I don't know that I can share in this format to the extent that it was tough. In some sense, uh, golf is an interesting game because um, you can play with somebody. Most often than not, though, you're actually playing alone. And I think that's really what I wanted to change with Random Golf Club, is I really wanted to play with others. Sort of the central problem that I wanted to solve. How do I create a community of people that actually want to play the game together and how do we use a game that in and of itself i mean yes it's fascinating but is it captivating for a lifetime if you chase par alone it sounds kind of terrible honestly it's not what i want it's not it's not why i'm here it's not why it's not it's not what enchants me about the game what really enchants me about the game is is a mixed beverage Right, with a little salt on the rim and a little sour and a little sweet. It's it's a complex flavor profile, golf is. And that's why I think it must be played with others. And so as I was looking back at these pictures, I realized that um, while 2022 was perhaps, not even perhaps, it just was the hardest year of my life going through changes and how really I work and how, and how we do what we do and, and learning the hard way as you, as it, as it happens, right? Learn. <laughs> we just talked about learning. I learned the hard way a lot this year. And I mean, it's not even the content doesn't even matter, but ultimately it's, it's this idea that I was looking back over these pictures and I was realizing that there were definitely times in my life where I was having more fun. And um, if you're sitting there listening and you're saying or thinking something along the lines of, I want to start my own business, I probably would never have said something like this until this year. Before I would have said, yeah, go do it. Like, love it. Have fun. Yeah, try it. I feel like now I might offer a bit more of a cautionary bit of advice and say, before you do it, make sure that you love your why. Because if your story is going to be anything like mine or anything like pretty much everybody I've spoken to who has started something that didn't exist before, it's the hardest thing. And it's going to take your life to do it. And if you're willing to make that trade, then you can be successful. And I do consider what we're doing here a success but it's not been without challenge. And Adventure, some of you have seen the show Adventures in Golf, which started this whole thing. Adventure implies danger. It implies difficulty. It implies challenge. It certainly implies not knowing the outcome. I love documentaries because we just don't know what's going to happen. 
And so on some level, when we look at a trip or a round of 18 or a business idea or a new relationship, it's all an adventure. We just don't know. And this kind of, you know, gets me back to, well, I did look at my next year of 2023 and how I can, I'm not a big New Year's resolution cat, but the idea that I would like to have a little more fun. I like to go swimming in a few more warm oceans and I'd like to sort of wake up late and just go walk on the beach and get a coffee. You know, I'd like to just sit somewhere in a square and just have a sparkling water with lime and just watch the world go by for a little bit. You know, in a comfortable pair of shorts and some sunglasses. (laughs) Very sensitive to sunlight. But I want to get more in the moment, I think. It's hard to be working on the future every day and stay in the present. And I'm really working towards reclaiming that for myself. It's hard to be in the present on the golf course when you're thinking about the overall score. So these two bookmarks that I'm talking about that I shared with Landon yesterday on his first day, one of them is the story of the Chinese farmer. And I've shared this over and over, but I'll do it again, which is this idea that uh, we don't know the outcome of a situation, good or bad. So a man and his son, uh, they have a horse that runs away in the town. And the townspeople come over to the house, and at the end of the day, they say, what terrible news? And the farmer goes, maybe. Next day, the horse comes back with two other horses. Everyone from the town comes over and says, what great news? And the farmer says, maybe. And then the next day, the son is out trying to tame one of the horses, one of the new horses. Falls off and breaks his back. Everyone from the town comes over and says, what terrible news? The farmer says, maybe. Next day, the constable comes by seeking able-bodied young men to join the military. They can't take the son because it was broken back. Everyone from the town comes by and says, oh, what a relief, what good news. Farmer says, maybe. And this continues on forever, right? You could even describe death as a maybe, right? If you're in a deep experience of suffering, maybe death is good. If you're one of the people that believe in another life, Maybe, right? We just don't know. Curiosity must be engaged in all of these good and bad differentiations. I hit the ball to the right. It didn't hit the fairway. Bad shot. Maybe. And so, most of the best shots in golf, the ones you remember that you saw on TV, are all from the shit. They're, they're not from the middle of the fairway. I mean, unless they're a hole out. But like, even then, like, we play golf to be challenged. We, we play golf to test ourselves. If you are a golfer, you are the type of person that, that embraces difficulty or the game will spit you out. The game will literally show you a world that is a world of overcoming difficulty. Golf is one of the most challenging things to pick up and then to pursue the level of practice it entails. Obviously, there's equipment, there's there's time, there's driving, there's there's this whole, you know, Lord of the Rings-esque journey that exists when you first pick up the golf club. And I 
shudder to think what my life would be like without it. This game has defined me. Now I feel like I'm reading my dear golf letter. Um, but the other bookmark is the Jocko Good, where uh, Jocko, the former Navy SEAL, is talking about and podcast host is is talking about how he uh, he's talking to one of his reports and his report comes up with bad news and Jocko says good, and the guy says, "What do you mean good?" And he says, "Good, like everything is good." We're going to choose how we frame this. And as long as you've got some fight left, you can recalibrate, you can, you know, reassess, and you can re-engage. And, and so that's this idea that there's no such thing as bad news. That actually sort of flies in the face of what I wanted to be the subject of this podcast, which is player B. But ultimately, player B <clears throat> is interesting. Because there's not that many sports, and I mean, honestly, if there's a lateral hazard, player B wouldn't be invoked. Um, you would, you would, if you were playing for strokes or for a match, you would go and drop, and then you would just play from there. But sometimes player B wants a pop. Player B wants the satisfaction, and fair enough. Player B will get it. Player B might hit another terrible shot. I've definitely done that before many times, but sometimes you hit the good one. All right, everybody, did you hear that? Cha-ching, that's your sign to forget about those run-of-the-mill resolutions and instead start your own New Year's revolution. Ooh, look at that. One letter, totally different meaning. It's the sound of starting to sell on Shopify. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing, revolutionizing, that was spelled correctly, millions of businesses worldwide, including Random Golf Club. Thank you, Shopify. We actually went to the Shopify HQ down in LA once, and uh, it's a vibe. You go in there and they just have every product ever. <laughs> it's a remarkably small space to have that capability. But hey, online is online. Whether you're selling golf balls or fine art prints, oh, hint of the future, uh, Shopify simplifies selling online and in person so you can focus on successfully growing your business. We actually use it at meetups too to sell. Uh, we sell discounted products at meetups. Because um, we don't have a returns program. Anyway, Shopify covers every sales channel from an in-person POS, which doesn't stand for piece of shit. It stands for point of sale system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform. Oh my god, I'm still talking. Even if it lets you, it even lets you sell across social media marketplaces like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. The point is, we love Shopify, and if you have a small business or if you'd like to support one, um, you should you should just go check them out. Hit us with the CTA. Yeah, it's uh, and you can get 24-7 support there. I also love that one. I sometimes call them when I'm just like, hey, I, I don't have a microwave. What do I do here? It says it says two minutes in the microwave. What do I do? The pasta fagioli. I don't know how to cook it. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash E-A-L show, all lowercase. I know we said the K is uppercase. There's no K in there. So E-A-L show, all lowercase at Shopify.com slash E-A-L show. And Shopify.com slash E-A-L show. One more time for feeling... Joining me, Jojo, Shopify.com. Oh, no, it's terrible. <laughs> anyway, go do it. Back to the show. What I wanted to think about was, it, it was talked about in this book, The Wisdom of Insecurity, and it was also talked about in a movie called About Time. About Time is one of my favorite movies. And it's a sort of a family story set in England, a modern day, and it's a story about where the men in the family can travel through time. 
and they can they can but they can only travel back in time and um you know whatever i don't want to give the movie away but you really should put about time on your list it's it's one of these movies that i've watched multiple times and you know it's it is just an incredible narrative of of um of of what i'm talking about here specifically which is so so this idea of dreaming your whole life right and then it, you could eventually dream your life and then the idea of that that alan wants in, in the book wisdom of insecurity was talking about is how would you do today differently if you were doing it for a second time let me repeat that how would you live today if you were living it for the second time and so what does that even mean and this idea of about time in the movie is that it's like you could um, go back in time and relive the day and do it again. And as an exercise, if you do that over and over, you sort of have this uh, opportunity to really... examine not your performance but your reaction you get it you get the opportunity to invoke the good rule right everything is good you get the opportunity to not try and determine something to be good or bad and so when you're waiting in line and someone spills coffee on you right the first time you live that moment ah come on man i just bought this thing but the second time it's a little bit easier, you know? Oh, <laughs> that's amazing. Coffee all over my new white pants. What are the chances? Good news, bad news, who knows? And so how does that affect our golf game is the question. And I'm not a golf coach. Honestly, I want you to play well only because I know that that's what keeps you playing. And I want you to join our community only because I know that that's where the real satisfaction lies. And I want you to use golf as a method for improving your life and, and digging deeper into this mystical game that um, is unlike any other. And um, my watch is bugging. Take the watch off. Apple Watch, honestly, like helpful but annoying. <laughs> I'll just say it. So... I don't have a thesis here, right? I don't have, I haven't written anything out. I just knew that I wanted to talk about player B because this idea that when you're playing the hole a second time, will you play it the same way? My matter of fact, no. I mean, maybe you would have a similar area and a similar club, but it's it would be impossible to play it identical. And so if we are going to be playing a hole differently, how would we emotionally approach the whole the second time, right? Would we approach it with more confidence, more freedom, more compassion, more curiosity, more wonder, uh, more gratitude, right? Uh, gratitude is the method for inviting um, coincidence into your life, right? That's, that's a, that's a, that, is a, that is a truism, right? Yeah. When you approach the world with gratitude, things happen, um, uh, opportunities just arise, right? Uh, people show up. Things are solved. 
and and it's this magnetic pull in the universe that I really believe exists in order to uh, perpetuate grateful people because grateful people are kinder, more patient, generous. Um, and that's what we're searching for here. That's what golf opera, that's the golf opportunity, right? The golf opportunity is that of, can you develop a state of mind that creates a better state of living? Right. And the, and the answer is yes. Right. Quite simply. I mean, I could tell you when I was 19, uh, that was when I was, um, you know, uh, stealing money to buy drugs and I was lying to everybody in the world. And um, now I'm not. Right? So state of mind changes state of life. And the problem with it is, though, changing your state of mind, it's, it's, it's harder than changing your life. And that's because changing your state of mind is, is the action that changes your life. So when we're talking about golf, changing your state of mind on the golf course is what changes your game. But we typically look at the game as needing to change. I need a new club. I need a swing lesson. I need a this. I need a that. No, no. Yes, maybe. But perhaps before and after, and more importantly overall, is this idea of assume player B on the first tee shot. Assume player B is here. You've already chucked one out of bounds. Now just swing. Right? You've already lived your day. You know someone's going to spill coffee on you. Just swing. Be in it. Just just live in there, that space of curious creation. The best shots in golf happen from the worst areas. The best round I've ever played, I had one swing thought, one mantra, and it was that the ball has already landed. I said that every time before I took the club back. Over the tee, on the tee shot, with the ball, on the fairway, with a wedge, with a putt, the ball has already landed. And the assumption the 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 emotional experience of the state of mind of saying the ball has already landed is saying, and I'm okay with it. There is no player B, right? So this is the question. Can you take player B and make them player A? If player B is so much better, why the fuck would you not use player B all the time? The idea that we have to burn player A first and just give away a shot, give away a day, give away a month, give away years of living in a selfish mindset of, of, uh, of, of, of selfishness. I mean, that's, that's, that's the root of, I would say, most, right? This ego-driven me, I need my, my game. You're playing slow. I don't like you. Wearing, I don't like what you're wearing. I don't like where you're from. I don't, I don't know anything, and I don't want to, right? Most of these kind of like, pre-driven mindsets are based in fear that has to do with the self. So my question to you is, can golf be the way that you embrace player B first? Can you at some point in your golf game swing the way player B swings? Can you at some point in your life approach that bad news as good can you at some point see the opportunity in the mistake can you can i at some point see 2022 as a challenging year which i just told you about and can i take that as good i hadn't thought about that
until just now. And we wrap ourselves into these little snake charming moments. On the golf course, if you're open-minded, it happens all the time. Can I look at 2022 as good? I can in a lot of ways, and I already have. But in the way that I'm specifically talking about of looking back through the photos and remembering times that I had, years that I had that were more fun, times where I was in love, times where I was engaged in the world of kind of just fun and, 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 and enjoyment and real being in the present. Can I see the lack of that as good? Can I see 2022 as a year where, man, I got hit with a few things, curveballs, sliders. And can I learn from that, right? Can, can, I, can I move into that with player B's confidence? That's kind of the question here. And when you see about time, please, 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 please watch it. When you see it, you'll you'll it, this will all gel for you if you haven't seen it yet. And if you have seen it, you're in. You're on board with me, right? If you've listened to you know the the story of the Chinese farmer or Jocko's good, or if you've listened to uh, one of Alan Watts's books, the, the Wisdom of Security, if you if you've read it, the idea that you could understand that you can live a day twice and you can play a hole twice, and it's a mindset that shapes your state of being. It's a, it's a state of mind that, that shifts your state of being. And so we need to really look at how the state of mind is the snowplow. The state of mind is what clears, the state of mind is the elephant. And the elephants pave the way for the rest of the animal kingdom. You know, they're big feet. They clear the pathway. They, they trample down the brush for the other animals to travel through the forest or the plains, or whatever. Elephants move slowly. Elephants are kind. They make friends, trans species. Have you seen the video about the elephant and the dog? It's the cutest thing ever. <laughs> I love that fucking video. It's this elephant and this golden retriever, and they, they get reunited, and they remember each other. Random golf club. Yeah. Can we... Remember that when player A steps up to the tee. That's my question. Um, and it's a question that I'm asking to myself. Um, and it's a question that I'm asking of you. It's a question that I'm asking of anybody who's ever picked up a golf club. It's the way of taking this sort of joke commentary that we use in the game. Ah, oh, player B is all American. No, I'm player B. Because I'm living this day as though I've already lived it. And I'm playing this shot as though I've already played it. And the ball has already landed and I'm totally equanimous with wherever it landed. Equanimity means not good, not bad. In fact, I'm going to look up the definition of equanimity just to be sure. But if it does actually mean not good, not bad, <laughs> I'd never thought of that. Equanimity. Etym I'll prefer etymologies rather than definitions. Um... Equanimity comes from 17th century fairness, impartiality, and from its acus, which means equal mind, uh, Latin. Um, 
Both equanimity and equal are derived from acus, a Latin adjective meaning level or equal. Equanimity comes from the combination of acus and animus. Oh, animus is means soul or mind. In the Latin phrase, equo animo, which means with even mind. English speakers began using equanimity early in the 17th century. Equal, with even mind. With even mind. So can we, can we stand on the T and assume player B and then draw into that equanimity about where the ball's going? I believe we can. I believe that state of mind is what brings about a new game. And so my invocation with this podcast, the reason why I'm doing this alone, JoJo's just out there in the office, but I just said, JoJo, I just want to do this one alone. I just, I just want to be wrapped in, in this conversation that I'm really trying to unfold a lot of my own thoughts and feelings. And yeah, I think you listen to this podcast enough. You know, I don't always come in with a concept of what I really want to talk about, but I'm trying to do that more because something about what's really important to me is these types of conversations. And I really hope that you've gotten something out of this sort of, you know, rant or whatever from mine, or, 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 or really it's a rant of questions. Um, and, uh, and I hope that when we meet one day at a meetup, you, you know, you, you tell me that you heard this one and, uh, and, and we can share that experience together. Um, and I hope that uh, when, we, when we create the Random Golf Club membership, which we're going to be doing in spring of 2023, I hope that you join. Um, and I hope that you get a lot out of it. And I hope that you share what you would like to see to get more out of it because we're a community that creates something for the community. Um, and so if there's something that you want, I, I encourage you to tell me what that could be because all of us here are really only striving to make things that you want, that you have a value assigned to, that you care about. And the RGC monogram, the brand, um, it's designed to mean all of those things. It's designed to mean you. And um, you are what makes this thing real. And, um, you know, I wouldn't be here if it weren't for you, quite literally. I wanted to quit filming Adventures in Golf until I went out into the world and someone came up to me in the third year of filming, second or third year of filming. And someone came up to me and said, hey, you're the guy that makes that show. And I was like, wait, people have seen it? It had no views. Nobody was watching it. And they said, yeah, I make that show. And he said, I just want to thank you, man. Like, really inspired me. I, I got something out of it. And immediately, I got fuel to pursue despite the challenge I was facing. It's kind of like, I don't, you know, it's kind of like if a man has a good enough why, he can endure any how. That's a Viktor Frankl quote. If a man has a good enough why, he can endure almost anyhow. And so I guess going back to that question about would you be an entrepreneur and how would you do it? How would you get into the golf business? Well, if you're going to start your own business, that's why you need to have a good enough why. And so in the same sense, like hearing from people who had seen these videos that I loved making and was starting to not love because of just the nature of like businessy BS, um, I was able to endure the how because I had a why, because I knew, I saw, oh, wow, like people care about this show. 
and honestly, it wasn't even about like it wasn't about money back then. Like it, it did <laughs> my first season of Avengers in Golf, I lost money because um, I wanted to do it so badly in my special way, and I've always been, you know, I am I'm not a great, you know. I'm not a CFO. <laughs> I'm not an accountant. I didn't pay my taxes for years. I don't recommend that. Um, I'm paying them now <laughs> every month. It's surprisingly expensive. Um, and uh, it's not that I was trying to avoid my taxes. I'm just disorganized. And I was like, I'll pay them someday. Um, and, uh, you know, I had this kind of like... Um, it, it was it was just that the process of making the show with the companies I was working with I didn't enjoy it anymore it was it was it was uh, it was never about the money it was always about you know I love this game I love this adventure and and the sad thing is is that it was starting to not be fun with the people that I was working with at scratch you know what I mean like there was like some people that were in the company that were really hard to work with and they were like just kind of like just kind of like nitpicking on little BS things that didn't matter but was making my life hard. And it was making it not fun. And then when I had this new why, which was that there was a community out there. And this is before there were community companies. This is before Founder was a buzzword. This is before all this shit. And in some sense, that's really why I take pride in the fact that like Random Golf Club is a real startup. And it's a real community company. right? Like We, we started with a fucking idea that had no business plan behind it. <laughs> and to some extent, we're still there. I'm kidding. We have a business plan. But it's changed and 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 i hope that that's not the reason why 2022 is challenging i don't know why i i i said good news bad news who knows i said good news bad news maybe i said the ball has already landed and i'm okay with it i said i've already lived this day and i'm living it again i said all of those things today let me incorporate that into this day in this like moment right Whatever it is, it's up to me. My state of mind is up to me. And that's one of the things that's like really crucial to get into your own golf game. If you are playing golf and you get mad enough to spoil someone else's game, I guess you could say good. But at the same time, it might be a good time to use that as an opportunity to reflect on how you're responsible for your state of mind. You are responsible for your state of mind. Nobody else is. You're responsible for your state of mind. I am responsible for my state of mind. I am responsible for choosing who's going to hit the ball. Is it player A or player B? My goal in life and golf is to maybe give player B a few more shots and just be okay with wherever it lands and look forward to the journey and the adventure and the challenge and the overcoming of that. So thank you very much for listening to this this felt like old times, honestly. This felt like um, this felt like one of the first hundred episodes. Wow, can you believe we've done this many episodes? Um, again, thank you, thank you for being a part of Random Golf Club. Thank you. you are that person that I met after doing Adventures in Golf for two or three years. You you are that person that came up to me and said, "Hey, man, I I want to just like tell you I connected with that, and it meant something." You're that person. And don't forget that because you could be that person for someone else as well. And that person, that other person could be that for you. We are all interconnected. And that's the important thing to remember as this community grows is that we take care in that. And that's the Random Golf Club.
So we take care of the interconnections that happen on the golf course. So again, thank you so much for making it to the end of this, of this, of this podcast. And, um, and I look forward to seeing you on the golf course. Carpe Corsum. And, oh wait, I have another one. I like this. This is a new one. <laughs> Carpe Corsum, it means seize the course. And Minere Curiosis means stay curious. Minere Curiosis and Carpe Corsum. Bonjour. See you in the showers. Bye.